for standing and worshiping the Lord and giving yourselves. I feel the Lord has a word for us today, very important word for us today. And I kind of feel, I feel the warfare going on, the battle. Let me just say, if there's a battle, battles aren't for nothing. Okay? You need to understand that. Battles aren't for nothing. You know what? I'm just going to go ahead and make peace with this platform and just put it all right here. All right. Amen. Somebody say next building. Amen. Let me just say this before we get into the word. I'm going to just say this. God's already given our vision for 2020, and I'm not going to let the cat out the bag yet, or if that's whatever the phrase is. But I will say this. Lord gave a prophecy through Sister Longstreth at Change Conference about our building. And it's been something that God's been dealing with me about, amen, for some time. And, uh, but the Lord spoke to her, to my wife and I, and to this church through this conference is that God already has your building for you. And it was like the moment that came out of her word, her mouth, it's like the Lord spoke in an an additional word in tandem with that to me personally and said, I've already prepared your building. Now I'm preparing you to occupy. I'm preparing you. I'm preparing the people. The building's all set. Don't worry about it. We're going to prepare for it, but we're not going to worry about it. And the Lord is saying, I want to, I've got to prepare you to occupy. Amen. And he, that new building is going to be a new dimension. So I say hang on to that. We're going to prepare for that in Jesus' name. That's all I'm going to say. That's all I have liberty to say right now. It's kind of like a kid at Christmas, you know, kind of kind of hearing from God and getting pumped and trying to contain my excitement. So this is me containing my excitement, sharing that, okay? But God's got it. Somebody shout, God's got it. Amen. You believe that today? Come on, he's brought us this far. Come on, somebody. Hey, this thing started in our living room several years ago. We never, we didn't think he'd get us in the community center. We didn't think we'd be able to get to this building. Our flesh didn't think. But, but the Spirit of God in us is confident. We trust God can do all things. Psalms 37, verse 5. The Bible says, commit thy way unto the Lord. Let's read that together. Commit thy way unto the Lord. Trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. We're going to read Proverbs 16, verse 3. Proverbs 16, verse 3, and then we'll pray. Amen. The Bible says, let's read it again together. Commit thy works unto the Lord, and thy thoughts shall be established. Amen. My subject for this morning, October 13th, 2019, is this. Are you ready to roll? Are you ready to roll? Why don't you look around at three or four people and ask them, are you ready to roll? Ready to roll? Come on, ask them joyfully, are you ready to roll? Put a smile on your face. Praise God. Can we clap our hands one more time unto the Lord? 
Hallelujah, Lord Jesus, anoint your word today. Your word's already anointed. Anoint me as your servant to speak your word. Anoint us, our ears, to receive your word. Lord God, we want to be ready to roll with what you're doing, where you're leading, how you're leading us. We want to be involved in everything you have in store for us as your people. We want to buy in and go all the way. And everybody who loves Jesus, say in Jesus' name. Amen. One more time, shout in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's clap our hands and praise the Lord together. Hallelujah. Oh, we give you praise in this house. Hallelujah. We bless your great name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Thank you for standing. Are you ready to roll? Amen. And those verses we read, amen, they begin with the word commit. Somebody say commit. Amen. Obviously, that word commit is the root word of the word commitment. And the dictionary defines the word commitment as the state or quality of being dedicated to a cause, activity, etc. It is further defined as a pledge or undertaking an engagement or obligation that restricts freedom of action. It's like setting an appointment. If you set a doctor's appointment, you're not free to do anything else during that time. You've restricted your freedom to commit to that appointment. Everybody understand what I'm saying today? It, it is an engagement or obligation that restricts freedom of action. Amen. I commit every Sunday that I'm going to be here Sunday for church. And therefore, because I commit to that, I've obliged myself that I'm not free to do anything else but to dedicate myself to God during this period of time for this holy purpose. Somebody say dedicated. Dedicated. Oh, come on. Somebody shout dedicated. Commitment means to be dedicated. The original Hebrew word for the word commitment is the word galal. Somebody say galal. Galal. And the word galal means to roll as large stones. That's what commitment means. To roll as large stones. Stones. When it, it further means to roll, to roll away, to roll down, to roll together. This is the Hebrew word galal, which means commitment. What it is in essence saying is when you roll that stone, when you release your hands off of that stone, it is a done deal. There is no Turning back, you have committed to roll a stone. Once that stone has been released, there is no changing your mind. You have committed. So I ask you, I ask us today, are you ready to roll? Are you ready to roll? Once that large stone or boulder begins to roll, it gains momentum 
and charges towards its committed place at full speed. The momentum increases as that stone reaches the committed place. Commitment strengthens spiritual momentum. Would you say that with me? Commitment strengthens spiritual momentum. Let's say it again. Commitment strengthens spiritual momentum. One more time. Commitment strengthens spiritual momentum. Commitment strengthens spiritual momentum. Commitment to prayer strengthens spiritual momentum. Commitment to personal Bible study in obedience to the word of God strengthens spiritual momentum. Commitment to church. Why do we come to church? Because God's word tells us to. Why do we go to church? Because God's word tells us to forsake not the assembling of yourselves. Uh, That verse, uh, amen, is telling to us, amen, as we seek the Lord together to prepare one another for his soon return. That's why it says forsake not. Commitment to church strengthens spiritual momentum. Amen. Both Sunday service and midweek and grow group, it strengthens spiritual momentum. Commitment to personal and corporate evangelism strengthens spiritual momentum. Do you know what Satan does not want you to have? Spiritual momentum. Do you know what your flesh and my flesh does not want us to submit to? Spiritual momentum. I've seen it. Hey, Amen. This year I celebrate 20 years of ministry. Started when I was five years old. I'm just kidding. Lately, I've I'm, I'm, I'm been getting, had a friend post recently. It's like, man, how are you? Aging so well. I said, I used to hate my baby face. I'm not complaining anymore. Glory to God. Hate on me if you want to. No, I'm just kidding. Amen. But in two decades of ministry, I've seen it in many lives. I've seen it try to creep into my own life. The attack of the enemy and the attack of our flesh against spiritual momentum. I want to say this again. The attack of the enemy and the attack of our own flesh. It begins, I mean, I'm sorry, it's against spiritual momentum and it begins in our minds and in our five senses, and it sounds like this. Let me say that one more time so I don't sound disjointed like I just did. The attack of the enemy and the attack of our flesh against spiritual momentum begins in our minds and in our five senses, and it sounds like this. I'm tired. I've had a tough day. Nobody likes me at church anyway. It's too hard to pray. The kids are acting up. I didn't get a chance to eat. I just need a break. Haven't we had too much church? Shouldn't the pastor be the one who does that? 
Nobody else is making that kind of commitment. Everyone else can make that kind of commitment, but not me. I'm not strong enough. I've made too many mistakes. I'll probably do a terrible job. I'm just too busy. I have too much going on in my life. Sound familiar? Does it sound familiar? The attack of the enemy and the attack of our own flesh. I didn't say your flesh. I said our flesh. Okay, pastor deals with it too. I'm talking about the attack against spiritual momentum. It sounds like all those voices that I just shared with us today, oftentimes, oftentimes after deep spiritual encounters with God, our flesh wants to take a spiritual break. I'm feeling all kinds of opposition right now. It's not you. It's, it's the spirit realm that we're living in. Satan hates what I'm talking about. Our flesh, even my own flesh, hates what I'm talking about. But the truth is going to set us free. The truth is going to give us victory. The truth is going to help us to be overcomers today. Somebody say, don't take it personal. It's just my flesh. Come on, somebody say, don't take it personal. It's just the enemy. Come on. Satan wants to steal your spiritual momentum. The flesh wants to stop spiritual momentum. After deep spiritual encounters with God, our flesh wants to take a spiritual break. Come on, just a few weeks ago, Reverend Landon Gore, Sunday morning, Sunday night, amen, six, receiving the Holy Ghost, one baptized in Jesus' name, amen, a number of miracles. Oh, come on, change conference just happened Thursday night, Friday morning, Friday night, Saturday morning. Flesh wants to say, stop. There's too much Holy Ghost. That's what our flesh says. That's what our flesh says. Okay, I've been on the Holy Ghost. Now I'm going to binge on Netflix. I've been on the Holy Ghost. Now I'm going to binge on sports. Talking about binging. Why? Because our flesh can't take dying. I've seen it. After deep spiritual encounters with God, our flesh wants to shift the momentum. I've seen it in Bible studies. I can't count how many Bible studies I've done over the years. I've, I really have lost count of how many Bible studies. And I'll say that to put a, 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 a pat on my back. I'm saying that because I, I've seen people over the years, so many people, and I see it, okay? So if I'm in a Bible study, I'm not talking about you. Don't, don't, don't get worried. Pastor's not talking about you if I'm in a Bible study right now. But I've seen this over the years. God will start to do something deep. God will do something, start to do something powerful. And then it's Bible study time. I can't make it this week. And he's wanting to go back again. And he's wanting to do something deep again. And then what's, what's happening is this. The spirit of God is gaining momentum and change is happening. And the flesh is what? Pump the brake. I don't want to die yet. I don't want to lose my will yet. And I can't count how many times God began to do deep things and then people check out for four weeks. And 
And then the flesh gains momentum. Then the flesh gains momentum. And when the flesh gains momentum, oh, I guess you can go back to church now. When the flesh gains momentum, amen. <laughs> okay, all right. Whew, whew. I was about to be spiritual there. I was about to be spiritual. I wasn't going to be normal anymore. Now I can come back to prayer meeting. Now I can come back to Bible study. Now I can come back to pre-service prayer. Now I can get recommitted again. Oh, oh, Holy Ghost, you're doing too much. The flesh wants to stop spiritual momentum. Our flesh gets rebellious and says, you're having too much Holy Ghost. Our flesh gets rebellious and says, you're having too much prayer. You're having too much church. You're having too much breakthrough. You're binging on Jesus too much. Why don't you binge on Netflix? Why don't you binge on social media? Come on, have you ever binge on social media? You're just scrolling and scrolling. You're like, I just wasted time. Filling my life with carnality. Why don't you binge on YouTube? Hey, here, here's what our flesh will continue to do. Our flesh will try to get intelligent on us and we'll say, well, as long as it's not bad, it's okay. It's just a three-hour football game. I'm not saying anything against football game. I just said I was a 49ers fan, all right? I watch a football game every once in a while, all right? It's, it's, I'm, not, I'm not saying against that. Oh, it's just National Geographic. It's just the news that I've watched for hours and hours and hours. And what it does, it dulls the spiritual power in your life. Our flesh doesn't mind if we fill our lives with decent things just as long as they are not spiritual things. I want to say that again. Our flesh does not mind if we fill our lives with decent things just as long as they are not spiritual things. The flesh and the devil don't mind if we fill our lives with entertainment and vanity all day long. Anything but prayer, anything but time in God's word, anything but a sold out commitment to God. Satan in our flesh wants to disrupt spiritual momentum by killing commitment. Why? Because commitment strengthens spiritual momentum. Commitment strengthens spiritual momentum. Commitment strengthens spiritual momentum. When I'm tired, when I'm weak, when I'm discouraged, when no one's encouraging me, amen, no matter what's going on, if I'm in a mountain, if I'm in a valley, commitment strengthens spiritual momentum. Commitment strengthens spiritual momentum. Commitment strengthens spiritual momentum and Satan wants to stop that momentum your flesh wants to stop that momentum amen Satan is terrified of spiritual momentum in the kingdom of God he'll try to distract you out of it discourage you out of it he'll try to tire you out of it anything but spiritual momentum anything but commitment to God Commitment 
is our lifeline to spiritual momentum. And we have to be ruthless with conquering every thought, mindset, and feeling that would subtly destroy commitment to God in our lives. Commitment is our lifeline to spiritual momentum. Commitment is our lifeline to spiritual growth. I was talking to my son last night. He said, Dad, I finished Proverbs. What's next? I said, here you go, son. Read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Don't leave Proverbs altogether. Put a little bit of Proverbs in your life every day. Put a little bit of Psalms in your life every day. He said, I finished, Dad. I finished, Dad. Awesome. Keep going. Keep committing. Keep committing because commitment strengthens spiritual momentum. It doesn't matter what's going on in your life. No matter how you failed, no matter how you faltered, if you will make up in your mind to commit to God. The committed are hell's worst nightmare. Hear me today. If you're haphazard, I'm not here to condemn you. If you're half-hearted, I'm not here to commend you. Amen. But let me just tell you, the enemy is toying with your life. Amen. And if you'll make up in your mind and get committed to God and remove the question mark from your life and say, I'm all in. I'm ready to roll. Release that stone. I'm going headlong. I'm charging towards my destiny. I'm charging towards my purpose in God. You are hell's worst nightmare. Let's clap our hands and praise the Lord today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lack of commitment to the Lord causes spiritual momentum to die. Lack of commitment to the Lord causes spiritual strength to decline. You're feeling weak? Check your commitment. Feel like you're getting beat up? Check your commitment. Check your commitment to God. Lack of commitment to the Lord results in malnourished and unstable marriages, unstable families, and unstable churches. This is not God's will. Our world hates commitment. There, It celebrates lack of commitment on every turn. And so we in the church as the people of God are the minority. But we've got to hold on to commitment with everything we've got, with every fiber of are being wide because commitment strengthens spiritual momentum. That's why the Bible says in James 1 8, I'm getting ready to close here today. There's no way I'm going to finish this, but God's not done with this. Because if you will, God's got us on a momentum right now. All right? September into October, we're on a spiritual momentum right now. Amen. And your flesh is getting weary of the spiritual momentum. But that's exactly where God wants us to be. Where, amen, the flesh yields and our carnality yields to the spirit and power of almighty God.
This is why the Bible says in James 1, 8, a double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. A double-minded person will never gain commitment or never gain momentum and always wonder why they can't get ahead. Why? Because a double-minded man is not committed. A double-minded man is not committed. The most frustrated life is the uncommitted life. The most frustrated life is the uncommitted life. The most frustrated life is the half-hearted life. Will you stand with me? First Kings 18. Verse 21, the prophet Elijah was being mocked, if you will, taunted, tormented by a group of uncommitted people. And that's something, that's, my God, I feel all the ghost. Uncommitted will always mock your commitment. They'll mock your commitment. There's no need for that. You're at the church again. You're praying again. You're evangelizing again. You're rejecting carnality again. Why don't you just surrender your commitment? Surrender your commitment, you surrender your spiritual momentum. Come on. Uncommitted people always have something to say about commitment. Get used to it. Let it roll off. Let it come in one ear and out the other. Because I'm telling you, they're not happy with their lack of commitment. They may think they're wild and free. But they're dealing with the shambles that they front to hide because of their lack of commitment. They're steadily picking up the pieces because of their lack of commitment. This is not a condemning word today. This is a word. The Bible says, uh, the Lord said, my people perish for their lack of knowledge. What God is trying to do is give us knowledge and understanding to walk in victory. It's not a condemning word. It's an arming word. God's trying to arm us today to stop being victim to the enemy. All week long, every week, every day. Amen. Stop living under the Satan's lies. Stop living under the shame and guilt and get committed. If we can get that verse back up, 1 Kings 18.21. And Elijah came unto all the people. You might as well insert in there. Came unto all the uncommitted people. And said, how long halt ye between two opinions? You're uncommitted. If the Lord be God, 
follow him. But if Baal, then follow him. And the people answered him not a word. That word hit them straight between their eyes. It, it went beyond their reasoning. It went, that word went past all their excuses. That word pen, went past all of their loopholes. Amen. People are always trying to find loopholes. There's no loopholes in the word. When the spirit can read your mail and the spirit of God can read your mind, there's no escaping. Amen. And you better thank God. Amen. That the spirit of God and the word of God can read right through you. That thing will save you. Come on. Every once in a while, we need our, our mail read by the word of God and by the spirit of God. What? What's Jesus doing? Amen. You may be kicking and screaming, but he's pulling you out of the pit. They answered him not a word. The prophets of Baal number 450 men, while Elijah was the only prophet of the Lord. The people were torn between two ways of life. They were torn between conflicting values. They were torn between serving the Lord and serving other gods. They were torn between who they would love more, themselves or the Lord. The flesh doesn't desire spiritual momentum. And that's why the flesh fights so desperately against commitment. But I wonder today if somebody has a heart like David. Where he says what our vision is for this year. One thing. I'm not going to halt between two opinions anymore. I'm not going to be paralyzed between two ways of life anymore. I'm not going to straddle the fence between two ways of life anymore. One thing. One thing. Have I desired of the Lord? And that will I seek after. If you're going to seek after one thing, you've got to leave the other. I'm between. I'm between. I'm between. How long will you halt? Your indecision is paralyzing you. I'm in between. I'm in between. Your lack of commitment is paralyzing you. One thing. I'm leaving one thing to cling to Jesus, my Lord, my Savior. I'm leaving the carnality. I'm leaving the culture and the value systems of this world. And I'm clinging to righteousness. I'm pursuing holiness. I'm pursuing obedience. I'm pursuing right standing with God. Amen. One thing, and God's asking us this morning, are you ready to roll? Stop holding that stone because you're scared of what to do. Stop holding the stone because you're afraid of what it's going to cost you. You're afraid of who it's going to cost you. You're afraid of what it's going to cost you. Jesus is saying, are you ready to roll? Let's get this thing going. I've got a purpose. I've got a destiny. But as long as you're holding on to two things. Come on. If you're ready to roll, I invite you to make your way to this altar right now. 
and lift your hands and commit your heart to the Lord. Come on. This is a Sunday of consecration. This is a Sunday of commitment unto Jesus Christ. I'm not going to pause between two things anymore. I'm done with my excuses. I'm done with my excuses. I'm done with all my manipulations, Lord. I'm saying yes. No clauses. No fine print. Come on, let's begin to do that right now. Come on, come on, let Jesus deal with your heart right now. Can we lift our hands across this sanctuary? Come on, Jesus is talking to us about some things in our life. Amen, that we haven't committed all the way. Come on, come on, church needs to stop being an option in your life. Prayer needs to stop being an option in your life. Amen, obedience to God's word needs to stop being an option in our lives today. I say yes. I'm ready to roll. Come on, that's it. Come on, if we need to repent. I'm turning from my sin. I'm turning from half-heartedness. I'm turning from lack of commitment. Oh, I'm going to commit my way unto the Lord. I'm going to commit my way unto the Lord. I'm going to commit my deeds unto the Lord. Come on, that's it. Come on, that's it. Hallelujah, Jesus.